What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to another episode of Duke Blue Central, uh, the podcast bringing you all things Duke basketball. And we're here talking about a great win for the Duke Blue Devils tonight, February 21st. Uh, Duke Blue Devils were able to defeat the Miami Hurricanes at Miami 84-55, a dominating, dominating win uh, for the Blue Devils on an away floor, uh, something that we could get really used to uh, as Duke fans the way the Blue Devils played tonight. Uh, this was a game Duke was only favored in by about five and a half leading up to it, and then uh, news came down that Miami was going to be out two of the their normal starters, the big one being Nigel Pack, uh, an awesome guard for Miami that shoots the lights out. Uh, when he was out for the game, Duke moved to about a seven and a half point favorite. Duke easily uh, covered that tonight, winning by 29. Uh, and the game, after the first couple of minutes was play, uh, was never really even in question uh, for the Blue Devils. And, and to start off this game, man, it, it's it's mainly going to be all positives here tonight. Not a lot of negatives to talk about for the Blue Devils tonight uh, when you beat a team, an ACC opponent like this on the road in this dominating fa uh, fashion. Now, before we just dive into the uh, uh, celebrating Duke that this podcast episode is going to be, uh, let's not get it twisted here. Miami was really shorthanded. You know, I always talk about how Pitt's win uh, at Cameron Indoor against Duke really doesn't mean too much to me because of the circumstances of the game. Duke was down two of their more important starters, uh, and you know, and uh, Pitt was able to just shoot the lights out, especially uh, Hinson, who was able to hit, I think, about seven threes in that game. Uh, this is, if I'm a Miami fan, I could say something very similar about this game, other than the fact that you know Duke is a higher ranking opponent than Pitt is. You know, Duke would have been favored in this game uh, if Miami was at full strength, whereas Duke was still a favorite against Pitt, even minus two starters. Um, but similar situation in this game to where Duke found ourselves against Pitt. Uh, and and Nigel Pack being out really does affect Miami's game plan. Miami, as long as Laranega has been there, has all been all about shooting the three, playing fast, getting guards who can make really tough shots. They've been able to have a lot of success with that. And tonight, missing uh, their most, their best guard obviously had a huge effect on the game. However, I, I still think Duke would have won this game in hand, uh, even with Pack in the lineup, if if that's worth saying. I think defensively, Miami is not this elite defensive team, uh, and I just think Duke would have been able to hold Miami under the 84 that we ended up scoring. Uh, just the way Duke was shooting the ball tonight, I, I don't think anybody beats us. Um, so there's still a lot to celebrate, but you have to throw that caveat in that if we see Miami again at full health, uh, the game will be very, very different uh, just because of the shooting that he brings. Um, now, to move on to all of the positives in this thing, uh, just what a performance from the Blue Devils. To have this kind of game at this point in the year, it's the type of game that the committee can look at. It really increases our net ranking, uh, winning by this much on the road. Uh, it really impressive win this late in the season. And again, we said it last year. We said it this. We're going to say it this year again. Uh, John Shire's Duke team seemed to really get it going at the right time. This is two years in a row where there have been some questions about the Duke uh, about Duke's chances about the 
Duke style of play, the identity of the offense and defense, especially last year more than this year. I mean, we still only have five losses on the year uh, this season, but still have been questions um, from some iffy losses and some iffy performances even when we win. But Still, here we are in February, and Duke is playing its best basketball, and I think that's something, uh, hopefully, that continues as a trend for Shire, getting his teams prepared to really perform in February and March. Uh, Those are the most two important months of the year for college basketball. Uh, January, December losses, those types of things really get far into the rearview mirror when you start talking about games in March and ACC and NCAA tournament games. And this is when you want your team to play well. And this is when Duke is playing well. Uh, you know, they're getting hot. They're playing really well. And uh, to, to go two for three so far on the road uh, in this extremely important stretch of the Blue Devil season is really, really important. But let's move on to some statistical positives from the game. Um, Duke was able to shoot the 45% from three this evening. And that is important note here is that Jared McCain went one for six. Uh, our best three-point shooter on the team, I think most people would say, even though I think Roach is statistically the best uh, three-point shooter, um, if you qualify a certain number of attempts, McCain going one for six and we shooting 45% from three is just phenomenal. And that even includes some misses at the end from Neil Begovich and TJ power and just absolute garbage time when we were clearing out the bench because we were up by so much. Um, but Kyle Filipowski was able to go two for three in this game. Like we said, McCain went one for six. Caleb Foster had a good performance tonight going three for five from three. Mark Mitchell hit a three, top of the key. His three-point shooting has really come along uh, in ACC play. I believe they said something like he was 7 for 15 in ACC play uh, from deep, which is more similar to the mark we saw from last year, whose shot has never looked great. Um, but he was hitting it at a higher clip last year. And just the beginning of this year, that it, he was taking a lot more, and it just wasn't falling. Uh, the, kind of the latter half of this year, we've definitely seen him uh, tone back on the attempts. He will attempt maybe one, maybe two a game, and uh, those have to be wide open. If he's hitting them at this clip, uh, I say let Mark shoot those. Mark is a smart player. I think he knows uh, when it's okay for him to take that shot and when it's not okay for him to. If he was able to sh- hit the one he made, hit the one he attempted tonight. Jeremy Roach went four for six from three, just continued just sniper-like performances from Jeremy Roach. This has been maybe the the biggest jump in just three-point shooting that I can remember a player making, especially from a junior to senior year. And most players, uh, their biggest jump, I believe, is from their freshman to sophomore year, and then you really start seeing the type of player and the type of shooter in particular they're going to shape up to be. Roach for his career, I think, has been hovered around 34 to 35% from three. And this year, I think he's all the way up to about 45% from three on the season. Um, I'd have to look at it. Yeah, he's up to 47% uh, on the year, which is just just or 40 yeah 46.2 percent to for so his freshman year he shot 28.9 percent sophomore year shot 33.7 actually went down a little his junior year probably due to some more attempts but shot 32 percent and all the way jump uh that is about a 14 percent increase all the way up to 46 percent for jeremy roach on the year um this is exactly the type of season that if you're john shire and you're saying we need roach to do this for this team 
that's, and that's not to mention, I think he leads the ACC and assists a turnover rate. Just This is exactly the kind of season that you would dream up for Jeremy Roach to have this year, being a captain of the Duke team. He is a huge contributor. He's smart with the ball, doesn't, make, doesn't uh, cause a lot of turnovers. He passes the ball well, and just maybe most importantly, he is another three-point threat to add to the perimeter um, and this perimeter this guard rotation for the Blue Devils that is a constant threat from three and this is something we talked about preseason how good this team could be from the three-point line and early in the year I thought we struggled with that in particular in big games it seems like it seemed like our three-point performances were boosted up by how well we shot against just crappy teams um, but this year, this so far late in the year, in the new year of 2024, they've really turned it on even against good opponents, which is always a good sign to see heading into March. We're going to need this team to shoot well from three if we want to go where we want to go, which is to make a run at a sixth national championship for Duke. Uh, and Jeremy Roach is a huge part of that, hitting four for six tonight. Tyrese Proctor, uh, we can give him a little shout out. I think I'm going to talk about him uh, more individually later in the episode as, as he's kind of been a, a big talking point over the last few games. But he went two for six from three. Way to be aggressive out there and take shots. Um, another thing, we'll, we'll move on and talk about maybe some individual performances late in the episode. Uh, but one thing I want to point out, this stat doesn't even feel real. I mean, we out-rebounded Miami 41-28, to 28, and that's while shooting 52%. So it's not like, you know, we didn't have a lot of offensive rebound opportunities. I mean, we still, they out-rebounded us one offensive rebound, 15 to 14, but we still had 14 offensive rebound, 27 defensive to 41 total. They had 15 offensive rebounds, actually only 13 defensive rebounds. And for a team that at the beginning of the year, we were talking about being a poor rebounding team and, and not getting after the ball to to do this against Miami, who has Norchad O'Meara down low, pretty much playing the entire game. I mean, he played 31 minutes tonight, but those minutes he sat, I mean, he, he was pulled out of the game, I think with at least six minutes left uh, and just sat because the game was out of hand. Norchad O'Meara was essentially in, in this game the entire time, and he's one of the best rebounders in the ACC and in the country. And to smash Miami on the boards like we did uh, was just incredible. And if you look at the totals, pretty even. Ryan Young led the team with nine. Sean Stewart right after him with seven. Guy just is a vacuum on the boards. Uh, if you watched him tonight, you can you can see with the old eye test that uh, he is going to develop into uh, a heck of a rebounder uh, once he gets some more playing times, learns, learns how to not foul so much, and uh, can even put back some shots. He'll be a heck of a force down low for us if it's nothing but putbacks because he rebounds the ball so well. Other than that, pretty even on everybody, you know, Proctor and Roach got three apiece. Mitchell got five. Caleb Foster got three. Jared McCain got five. Flip got six. Team rebounding tonight. Uh, uh, great performances on the boards. And, uh, man, it's just so crazy that that, that, that number's out there. While Duke is able to shoot 52% from the, shield, from the field, we made 28 of 54 shots compared to uh, Miami's 19 of 61, and we're still able to just crush them on the boards like that. Is uh, We're turning into actually a pretty good, decent rebounding team. 
Um, and, and that's something that I don't think a lot of Duke fans would have predicted at the beginning of the year. Uh, next point I want to say is just awesome defense on Norchad uh, Omir as we we're just talking about him. Uh, again, Miami shorthanded here, so a lot of the attention was going to shift to Norchad Omir in this game. Uh, he's a great player, averaging about 17 and some change points per game. We held him to nine points, ten rebounds. Still, still was able to grab ten boards. Was one of the two, I think, effective players for Miami at getting rebounds. Um, but look, I mean, he was frustrated tonight, and, and a huge part of that is due to Duke's defense. I think another part is he just had an off night and just missed some shots he would normally make. Um, but even if you were to count those stats, I mean, Duke was able to play really good defense against him tonight, and, and that's something I was really had him had interesting uh, thoughts about leading into this game, especially when Miami was still going to have Nigel Pack. Was how is Flip, in particular, going to deal with a big man of Norchad's size and strength down low? And and just to give some praise to Kyle. Um, he played awesome against Norchad. He was able to body him, go straight up, avoid getting fouled or avoid getting fouls called on him. Uh, awesome defense from Filipowski. And this is a, is a great confidence booster for him saying that, you know, he can keep up with these big centers uh, that might have uh, developed a little bit more than him in the strength department. Uh, he can wall up and defend uh, like the best of them. Awesome performance from Flip on the on the defensive side of the ball. He drew the toughest assignment all night, uh, keeping him out of the paint and keeping him from scoring down low. And he did that at a really high level tonight, which is something that almost no other team can say they did, um, especially when you're talking about a first-team All-ACC player likely, uh, which is Norchad Omir. Awesome defense from Flip tonight. And, and just to highlight, I mean, it's hard to pick out. It was hard to pick out a player of the game uh, for this game. Probably give it to Roach just for, you know, leading us in scoring by one and going four for six from three um, is a huge deal. Also added three assists and three rebounds onto that. But, gosh, it, a lot of players just played well. Mark had an awesome game early. Uh, I think he scored seven of our first ten points early in the game. Dunks to Mark Mitchell were just a massive uh, benefit. And, and Duke's passing in this game is really what separated us uh, from Miami. Again, we, we, we finished with 19 assists on 28 made buckets. That is just an absurd number. And Mark Mitchell, if you watch the games where Duke passes particularly well, Mark Mitchell is the benefit. It often plays really well in those games. He is the benefit of a lot of cuts, of a lot of big man passing to him inside for an easy dunk. Um, when we pass the ball well, Mark Mitchell typically scores a lot, and that's what was happening early in the game. It's not like Mark was just going crazy ISO down and low in the post. He had a couple really good offensive rebounds and putbacks early, uh, which is what kind of helped Duke establish a, a lead and a presence in the paint. Um, maybe even more than Flip was doing at the time because he likes to hover around the outside. Um, but when we're sharing the ball well, Mark Mitchell benefits from that game a lot, and, and that proves true again tonight, him finishing with 15 points. Um, but it just seemed like the offense was, was really – clicking and finding its identity. I tweeted out something in the game um, that, that we kind of saw the ideal version of Duke tonight. We, we saw 
you know, a team that was playing inside out, trying to get paint touches, sharing the ball around the perimeter, not a lot of dribbling around the perimeter except for when it got late in the shot clock, team that wanted to establish a presence in the paint and then work it inside out to one of really any perimeter player um, with the lineups that we, I mean, just with the starting lineup with Caleb Foster, Jeremy Roach, Jared McCain, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski. Uh, other than Mark Mitchell, which he, I mean, he hit a three tonight, you could kick it out to any one of these guys and and land on a 40% three-point shooter. <laughs> so that's something uh, I think maybe at points in the season, Duke has fallen in love with a little too much, just knowing how well we shoot. We tend to try and shoot threes early to establish that when uh, that strategy really works best when you can establish the paint first and uh, then kick out to those shooters. And then it's pretty much game over for anybody that you're playing. Um, Because if you can establish that paint, get into the other team's head that they need to run down to the paint instead of defending the three-point line, then you're getting open threes, which this team is highly, highly unlikely to miss. Um, Even if one guy's off, I mean, McCain, who had a career night against Florida State, was one for six tonight from three. And we still finished 45% from three. That shows you the type of shooters and the type of guards that we have and the big men uh, that were shooting well. I mean, if you lump Mark and Flip, uh, they were three for four from three tonight. <laughs> so, um, But this team functions the best when we're playing inside out. When Kyle Filipowski and Mark Mitchell can establish strength and physicality in the post, can establish that they're going to fight for offensive rebounds, they're going to be looking for shooters on the outside. Um, and the fact that you know if Flip can establish his, himself first as a post player, that's, I think, what we saw good from him tonight was – Early in the game, he wasn't necessarily just hovering around the three-point line like he sometimes does. He had some really good post moves tonight. Uh, he had one in particular, a spin into a reverse dunk. That was one of his plays of the year, I think. Um, but if Flip in particular can first establish himself as a threat to the low post, it does. Uh, it bodes really well for his chances uh, to get wide open looks from the outside, which is where he's going to hit higher than, you know, He's going to hit 35% or higher of his wide-open threes, um, as he has consistently all year. It's when he's taking the pull-up jumpers, uh, you know, without touching the paint, I think that his shooting uh, shooting numbers dip. So that seems to be the strategy, and I, I think the coaching staff is in line with that. I think the players have bought into that, and I, I think that, you know, we're seeing this offense in particular blossom. Uh, the defense has played pretty well all year. They've had, they, We've had some games where we've not had great performances, but we know what this Duke defense is. We don't have a guy like Lively who's going to just block everything that goes into the paint. But Duke is a solid defensive team. We we play really physical, if, especially if we don't foul. Uh, we play really physical. Um, we block flop, uh, we block shots. Uh, we can create steals. Uh, pretty much all of our guards, especially another shout-out to Jeremy Roach, the improvement he's had on the defensive end has been incredible. I mean, he was a liability at some points uh, defensively in the past few years, and he's become one of our better statistical defenders. Uh, if you look at some of like the top defensive lineups, he's in a lot of them. Uh, in the conference and in the country. Um, 
Rich has been an awesome perimeter defender, but especially when you're looking at guys like Tyrese Proctor, who are big guards with size, who can guard kind of that one through three, even small fours. You've got another guy in Mark Mitchell who can guard anybody on the court, even a guy like Norchad O'Meer, who's a big, strong, physical, big man down low. He handled him well tonight. Um, Duke, we know what they are defensively. but it was the offense that I think had to grow into itself. And, and we're seeing kind of, obviously, we're not going to shoot like this every night. But we're seeing the, uh, tonight we saw kind of what the formula is striving after. Now, again, we're not going to play like this every night. And the challenges for Duke moving forward is, you know, what happens when those three-point shots don't fall and teams start to let you shoot threes and you still can't hit them. And, you know, then we're talking about, you know, all right, we might have to switch to, uh, you know, really trying to force it inside and draw fouls to get to the free throw line where we've uh, statistically this year been pretty decent, even with some struggles as of late. Um, but but this is the ideal. This is the metric. This is the benchmark. Um, when we're talking about tournament games, when we're talking about the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament, Shire has this game to pull up on film and say, this is what happens when we play really well. And it's not – look, I don't want to cut too much credit off and just say, ah, it was a good three-point shooting night. That happens and, you know, whatever. Um, the reason it was a good three-point shooting night is because it was a good passing night, because it was a good inside-out night, even because we played defensively well. That that all contributes to it being a good three-point shooting night. It's not just because – your three-point shooters were on or off, like a lot of people, including myself, have been guilty of saying, uh, you know, it was just an off night or if it was an on night. Sometimes that definitely happens. Um, but you do things on offense like passing that contributes to your three-point shooting. Uh, and all of that was clicking tonight. So, you know, if we have a bad three-point shooting night, um, just pull up this film if you're John Shire Remind the guys how good they can be when they share the ball and when they find guys in their spot and when they play inside out. Um, and kind of to end this episode, I might highlight an individual player. I thought Proctor really had a good bounce back game. He, of course, didn't play against Florida State um, with a concussion that he suffered against Wake Forest at home. Um, but I was really encouraged by what I saw of Proctor with Proctor tonight. He came off the bench. Going to be really interesting to see what Shire does Um whether to start him, bump him back up into a starting spot, or to keep Caleb Foster just because of the chemistry that we've been having uh, with Foster playing. Foster even played more minutes than Proctor tonight, 28 to Foster played 28 minutes to Proctor's 23. Some of that obviously is probably injury management, making sure uh, Proctor was still uh, good to go and uh, recovering and making sure he recovers and when the game's this out of hand, you don't have a need to play him that much, especially when the team's playing so well. Um, so well with or without him on the floor, even though he had a great game. Uh, a lot of guys getting a lot of minutes was a, was a thing for tonight's Duke team. Um, John Stewart finished with 11 minutes. Ryan Young finished with eight. Blake's finished with eight. Uh, we were working the bench, and, and that's what we needed to do against a shorthanded Miami team. When you're up that big, uh, make sure you give your guys some rest and some time to recover because we got a big one on Saturday against Wake Forest. But to continue, Proctor had an awesome game. Uh, I, I thought I thought he played well, played well defensively. Again, two for six on threes, finished with four makes, nine shots, made both of his free throws, uh, finished with five assists, three rebounds. Those are the numbers. One steal, uh, only one turnover for 12 points. That's a good Tyrese Proctor stat line. If he's able to do that um, for the rest of the year, 
you know, obviously we want to see him make more shots and things like that, but especially in a game like this where your teammates are playing so well, it was a great game from Proctor. And, uh, you know, I've talked about him in the past few episodes being aggressively minded and things like that. Uh, he had some moments tonight where he really was aggressive, took shots, they went in, or even was just aggressive in the way he was driving to the rim and then able to pass, how he was able to get those five assists. Um, great comeback game for Proctor after having what I would call a few very lackluster performances from him. Uh, and I think he would call him that as well. Great to see him getting back in the fold. I trust Tyrese Proctor. I, I know from seeing him firsthand in the ACC tournament, in the NCAA tournament, this kid knows how to turn it on when the lights come on. And I know there's going to be people that say, I mean, think about Carolina and some other games this year, but, but I trust in Tyrese Proctor that he will turn it on when it matters most. And right now what matters is him just continuing to build the chemistry with the team, continuing to find his role on this team as we uh, prepare for a tournament run. Uh, but I trust that when the going gets tough, Proctor is going to turn it on, and I believe in him. Um, so that's all I got for you today. Great win. <laughs> not a lot of negatives, not a lot of bad things to say about Duke after this one. We have a massively important game at Wake on Saturday. Uh, Wake Forest is a great team, as we talked about before when we played them in Cameron. Uh, they had a cold shooting night from three I expect them to shoot better from three even though I think that was again in part because of Duke's defense I think Duke can still defend them from three very well but I expect them to shoot better than they did uh, against us in Cameron they'll also have the the their home crowd with them uh, that is just a massive massive game and I think can be a tone setter for how Duke is going to finish out this year or at least this regular season um, so that's a big one be on the lookout for that but thank you again uh, all of you each and every one of you so much for listening appreciate you all if you want to give the podcast some help you can leave a, a rating wherever you're listening uh, to this episode on Spotify Apple Podcasts, wherever all that good stuff you can follow me on Twitter over at Duke Blue Central. Love to interact with you guys there. Uh, thanks so much for listening again. Go Blue Devils.